When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I am Ben. Ben, today I have to uh, I have to admit, with today's topic, I thought I was being so clever. Really oh, yeah? I really did. And, Why? and I wrote this to you in the email that I sent, you know, when, when I thought of this idea, because I, I thought I had a stroke of genius. I really did. I thought... No one else is doing this because I was, I was, I was operating in a vac. I was operating in a vacuum, I guess, uh-huh. because I I thought, you know, what would be really interesting would be if we were to play that, you know, that that crazy would you rather game, mm-hmm. but do it with cars. No one else is doing that anywhere else. It's no one's even thought of that. It's my own original idea. That's yes, what, that's what I thought. And then I started searching around online, and uh, that quickly was blown out of the water. Yeah, there were some good questions I found online too. Uh, this, however, don't, don't beat yourself up, man, because this is a really cool idea. And I think, I don't know about you listeners, but I think this is a question that a lot of people ask themselves about different cars. Everybody's played that game, uh, but think, not everyone's done a show about it. I think a lot of people play the game with like, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? That kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's a kind of, it's a version of that. Right. Because, I don't, I don't know how, maybe it's a, maybe it's not exactly the same, but it's sort of like that because you're not really talking about something that uh, you have to really think about all the angles of. You don't have to think about maintenance. You don't have to think sure. about the, the cost of everything. You don't have to think about the um, legality. Yeah, all that. You don't have to think about the practicality of it either. You don't have to mm-hmm. think like, well, I can't have that car because I've got three people in my family and it's only got two seats or any of that. Unless that's specified in the question, you don't really have to think about that. It's just really a gut feeling. Well, and it's it's an interesting way to look at things as well. So you and I today, we did a couple of would you rather questions. And Scott, you and I have not discussed either either uh, group of questions before we went on air, right? No, we haven't. I did send a couple examples, and I think we even include the example because looking back at them, I think they were pretty good. Yeah, let's uh, let's see some of these examples. So one of them is this is a great one. Uh, would you rather own a 1963 split window Corvette or a brand new 2015 Chevy Corvette Stingray? Yeah. So the question is basically old versus new. Do you want, oh, yeah. do you like the old technology? Do you like the new technology? And, uh, and stuff like that. I mean, so some of these questions as we get into them, um, will have kind of a theme, I guess, you know, yeah. 
luxury versus sports car, whatever it happens to be. But uh, but that's the kind of questions we're going to ask today. And really, this doesn't have to be like doesn't have to be a lot of thought that goes into it. Mm-hmm. It's just more like you know what your feeling is personally. And there's no right or wrong or anything like that. Uh, but I will be keeping score. Yeah, I was going to say there are there are a couple of clearly incorrect answers on my on mine. These, <laughs> this is a uh, choose wisely situation, as they said in Indiana Jones. So uh, what we would like you to do, listeners, is. Check this out, what Scott and I are going to do, and maybe our uh, super producer, Noel, join in if uh, one particularly interests him. We are going to ask the, each other these questions and, you know, just give some perspective. But, Scott, this is what I would call a 10-cent podcast. What I mean is it would have been a 2-cent podcast because it is uh, largely our opinions, right? Sure. But because of inflation, it's a 10 cent podcast now. Very clever. Thank you. I worked on that. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna fire some of these off. Now, you, the odds are that you're not gonna agree with one or either of us the entire time and you shouldn't. So I've got some that range from serious could happens. To a pie in the sky. Okay. Hypotheticals. All right. I've got a kind of a big mix of, of both as well. And, uh, let's, let's tell you what. Let's just start out with the one that you just mentioned. All right. So 1963 split window Corvette or mm-hmm. a brand new 2015 Chevy Corvette Stingray. And we're not talking about like the values of them or anything like right. that. Right. Not saying I, I could buy it. So I would sell it. Yeah. Not the, uh, not the half million dollar split window Z06 version or anything like that. No, no, we're no. Talking about just, just. Basic any, ones. Exactly right. Just any any old 63 split window versus a brand new 2015 Corvette. And we're talking old versus new. So do you prefer the, the vintage stuff or do you prefer something brand new from the factory with all the bells and whistles? Wait, 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 wait. This is an important question. I, I can hear a lot of you guys who are listening saying this now. Is it a 63... That is in good condition, or are we talking about a junkyard find? Like, no, no. does it drive? Yeah, sure, of course. It's in good condition. Let's say it's in great condition because we're comparing a, a great condition car with a great condition car. You know, something brand new versus yeah. a really good condition. It's not going to break down on you all the time. How about that? <laughs> all so, right. So it would be a driver. I'm taking the 63 then all you know the way. Yeah. I am also doing the, uh, the, the 63 as well. And uh, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I think it's because it's a rare sight. I yeah, like that. it's not as common. I, I think that it would be an attention grabber. I like that. Sure. And it's a good looking body. I like the uh, split windows, of course. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about our, our love for the early Corvettes or the oh, yeah. C2 Corvettes anyways. Um, but yeah, th- it's a good looking car and I'm not afraid of uh, working on it myself, but I don't know if I would if I had a car that was worth that much. But yeah, um, that it, but here's the thing though, with, um, with cars of that age, one advantage that they will always have over, most of the newer cars. I know this is a generalization, but there's a reason I'm saying it. This advantage is something that goes into another thing, and it's like, would you rather have a car that's new or a car that you can fix yourself? Mm, okay. Because a lot of older vehicles have um, maybe known issues, right? Sure. But you can repair or replace these yourself. Yeah, all those are, as you said, known issues at this point. So <laughs> right, a, the devil you know. Yeah, there's a way around it, right? And uh, a lot of the new cars, well, of course, you know, the, the brand new Corvette is going to be largely electronic run. I mean, you know, there's going to be so many systems in that that you're not going to be able to service yourself. And, you know, again, does all this really play into it? Sort of, I guess, maybe, but um, but maybe we're getting too deep into it. Maybe it's just yeah. a gut reaction. Do you want an old Corvette or do you want a brand new Corvette? 
Let's do gut reactions because I want an old one. And I think maybe that it was, that was specifically a 63 split window affected my decision. Oh, maybe because that is a, that's pretty. It's a handsome vehicle. That is. That's a, that's a, you know, well, that's a four leaf clover, really, when you think about it. (laughs) That's a really good way to say it. All right. right, So I've probably got about 10 of these. I know you've got maybe 20 of these. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but, uh, (laughs) but here's another example. Yeah. All right. If you had, and this is a different way of doing this. If you had $300,000 to spend, and you know this was just for a car. It wasn't like I'm gonna I'm gonna spend twenty thousand on the car and save the other two eighty. Nothing like that. If you had to spend the three hundred thousand dollars, would you rather buy a brand new McLaren or would you rather buy a Bentley? So you know we're talking sports car <clears throat> versus luxury car. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Now that I know the the Bentley is a performer as well. They're not by any means a slouch in the acceleration, braking, you know, torque. All that. I mean, it's, it's yeah, a, it's a performance car. You know, wrapped in this uh, this ultra luxury clothing, I guess. Yeah, I I see what you're saying, man. But it also it's it's not uh, apples to apples comparison at all. No, no. But see, the idea is sports car versus luxury car, which is yeah. your preference. If you're going to spend three hundred thousand dollars, that's a lot of money, right? More than uh, a lot of houses cost, of course. Yeah, no so, kidding. So what's your choice? I mean, just, just if you had to do it. Gut reaction, just because it's gut reaction, I'm going to go with Bentley, which might surprise a lot of people. Actually, it surprises me a little. Uh, and I think the reason, I know, that's the incorrect answer. No, no, no. That's You know what? I'm going to say Bentley as well. And what? I know, but you know what? Scott Benjamin, you're saying Bentley? I, I am, and I don't, I don't know, I can't exactly put it into words why I would do that, but Bentleys are just so cool. I mean, they've got, they're, they're fast, they're big, they're powerful, mm-hmm. they're so luxurious. I mean, I was at a dealership recently, just poking around the lot on a Sunday, looking yeah. at the windows, and, uh, Bentleys, Aston Martins, cars like that, and these ultra luxury vehicles, um, Aston Martin's a little more sports car, but, sure. uh, the Bentleys and the Rolls Royce, uh, man, they're just so plush. So beautiful inside. I mean, with the um, uh, you know the quilted leather seats and all that, mm-hmm. it's just they're so beautiful. And can you imagine taking a long road trip in something like that? Because I, I do that often. I take a lot of road trips. That's true. Yeah, and it would be very practical for something like that. I mean, it sucks gas, of course, but man, would that be awesome? The ride's so smooth. It's like you're on a flying carpet. Yeah, you know? it would be totally silent inside when you're doing that, and have all that power. Yeah, uh, remember when we did that? Uh, that what is the feel of a luxury car podcast yeah. way, way back when we were high speed stuff. Yeah. That ruined riding in cars for riding in my car at least. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because you hear every little buzz and squeak and whistle. And, the Monte uh, Carlo is a lot of things, but it's not a quiet car. We I, talk to each other while I drive. Yeah. That's true. And you know what? I, I, you know, I remember clearly them saying that, you know, when you're in a Rolls Royce and you're going 80 miles an hour, I mean, I know we're talking about Bentley, but Rolls yeah, yeah, Royce. Yeah. At 80 miles an hour, the, the loudest thing in the car is the, the tick-tock of the clock that's on the uh, on the dash. Yeah. And that's pretty quiet to begin with. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Okay, I've got I've got something here that – I'll do a couple if you're okay with it. Oh, of course. And these are more general, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is something that I want to hear from uh, with the listeners in particular. Would you rather lease a new car or buy – a used one. Hmm. Let's see. Lease a brand new 2015 as we're recording this. Uh, brand new car, but it's still a lease, so yeah. you have all the drawbacks of a lease. Sure. Or uh, take the same amount of money, let's say, and buy a used one that's in 
good condition. Oh, no choice or no, no tricky tranny or anything. Yeah, no, uh, no question. I would, I uh, would buy the used vehicle. I think so too. I think a lot of our listeners would say, well, why do you, why would you lease a car? And we have a podcast on that, which points out the advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. There, and there's pros and cons of each. It's just sure. for me, the used car is a better fit. And I know that because I've done their calculations, you know, for as far as mileage goes, yeah, um, you know, the way you use the vehicle, the cost of the vehicle, all that. Um, and I keep cars, I tend to keep cars for a long time. So I would, uh, I would be far better off with a used car. Now, how about you? Did you answer yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Used car, man. Used car. Okay. I'm not going to lease a car. I don't really own it. I'm sorry to say it with such, uh, with such a, a passion, but I just, I'm not saying that it's wrong for everybody, but it's absolutely not right to me. I'm, I'm, I'm very hard on cars. I drive very long distances, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I, no, well, I, w- I would be taking a bath if I bought if I leased a car. Exactly right. I think we're in the same boat. I mean, there's a, there are conditions that, that that are just right for a lease, and and some people fall into that category, and right. other people fall into the buying category, and and I fall into the buying for sure because of the the mileage restrictions and the maintenance mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and you know the, the I guess the the length of time that I keep it is maybe the biggest factor. Next question, which leads into this. So let's say you've picked up a used car. Are you going to buy it from a Local guy, a local dealership, or a larger chain. So would you go rather go local or uh-huh. would you rather go national? I guess. Right, yeah. Hmm. You're going to go to a, a crazy Jethro's uh, Beans and Bentleys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Beans and Bentleys, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I I, I like... The, or like the, a CarMax or something. I yeah. like to be able to say, you know, buy local, you know, mm-hmm. shop local, whatever, mm-hmm. shop local, buy local. That sounds good to say that and everything, but when you're talking about a big purchase like an automobile, maybe you want something with a little more uh, of, of a, uh, a back uh, backing, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering um, too. You know, I've I've heard so many horror stories of, of small little, you know, little um, like unscrupulous local dealers. Yeah, small local dealers that that are maybe not the best ones to deal with. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, if you find somebody that you trust, just like mechanics, you know, you got to find the ones that are good, the ones that are bad, and the ones that are good far outweigh the ones that are bad. Absolutely. But if you happen to pick the one that's bad, mm-hmm. you're in a world of trouble and you're stuck with could be a twenty or thirty thousand dollar mistake. Uh, I think that you go national with this one. Now, to be fair, some of those national guys could also be unscrupulous. Oh, that's true. And and I'm and I'm sure that's happened. And when we say unscrupulous, I'm not talking about, you know, grapes of wrath style putting sawdust in the jalopy long enough to sell it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're just saying stuff like uh, unethical pricing, you know, like the pr- what's the price on this car? It's whatever we can get away with selling it for. Yeah, you know? yeah, and maybe maybe the flood damage car that goes through there occasionally. Ooh, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that happens. I mean, and it happens in the, the national level as well, some of the bigger chains. So you can't say that it's just the small town dealers to do. It's, again, this is the uh, the broad brush thing. Right. You can't paint all of them with that. And the problem is, there's just a few. Well, actually, there's just a few that uh, that are like that. But then mm. the entire industry gets the bad rep for it. Exactly. Now, personally, I am gonna go with a locally owned dealership, but only because with a purchase of that magnitude, that means that. I'll go everywhere. I can window shop, you know, for like a year. Sure. And, uh, if you, if you know the red flags, uh, for flood damage, for instance, and all that stuff, then you can be your own, uh, best friend. But if you, if you're not as familiar or you're not as confident 
in your ability to investigate a car, then I would say national chains are probably your best bet. That's the first one we disagreed on. That's the first one. The first of many, maybe, because it'll make a more interesting show. Yeah, I think so. I think I think we're going to get to the point here where we're going to uh, split paths on yeah. several of these. Oh yeah, one more. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, one more though that you might that you might uh, just all carbine stuff that you might disagree with me on here. Okay. Would you pay more uh, to have an insurance policy that doesn't track your movements? Mm-hmm. They just come in if there's an accident, you pay your premium and stuff. Or would you receive a discount for constant tracking of your driving habits? Oh, I'm already doing that. I'm paying more because I don't want to go with one of the systems that uh, you plug into your OBD2 monitor. We're on the same team, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I'm already doing that. I guess. <laughs> I yeah. I don't. I know. I know. So it, no tracking. I know. We've got got the uh, our cell phones are already tracking us anyway. But yeah. I I would rather not participate. Yeah, I guess so. I don't want my insurance company to know that I accelerate hard at, at you know, stoplights. Right. Um, or, you know, I'm braking too late into the corners or whatever. I don't I don't want them to know all that stuff. I mean, it's kind of weird, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I mean, it's not necessarily that we are doing that, but I mean, uh, it's, it's just weird that they would be able to access that data and then adjust my rates based on how I was driving that month. Yeah, I, I don't weird. like it. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Too nineteen eighty four for me. Yeah, just quite a, quite a bit actually. Yeah. All right. So um, here's another one, and this is the last of the examples that you have had um, the ability to see because these are the ones that, that came over with uh, you know the email of the idea of this whole thing. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so beyond this point, you're going to be on your own here. All right. All right. So <laughs> uh, the last one that you have early knowledge of, Ben, um, would you rather own a 2015 Ferrari 458 Spider, uh-huh. um, or a 2015 Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat, and I'll explain why those two are paired together. Yeah. Now, the the Ferrari 458 Spider is a 562 horsepower pure sports car. Mm-hmm. Nothing but a sports car. Yeah. The Dodge Charger Hellcat, as we know, is a sedan, uh, sort of a sleeper sedan, but it has 707 horsepower, and it's rumored to have more than that. Right. So we're talking flashy versus kind of the subdued uh, sedan but the same amount of power or even more power in the sedan. Which would you choose? Now, I wonder if you can already predict what I'm going to choose. I'm a speak softly, carry a big stick sort of guy, so I'm going with the Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat. And there's another reason, too. It's not just the the increased horsepower, which, again, as we're saying, a pure sports car versus a sleeper sedan are still – they handle very differently, right? Everybody knows that. But you are so much more likely to get pulled over in a Ferrari sure. than you are. So for less hassle, more power, plus I could fit some people in the back, I'm taking the Hellcat. What about you? Oh, I'm also going with the Hellcat. And uh, and I've just I've fallen in love with this car. I like the Charger version. I like the Challenger version. Uh-huh. I think they're both really, really cool. So um, I... I I think that's probably the, the smart decision for me is that, you know, it would be, and we say sleeper, but it's not necessarily a sleeper. I mean, the car looks fast. It looks pretty mean. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't stand out like a Ferrari, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and roughly, we're, we're talking roughly the same performance out of these things. So um, I, I still go with the Hellcat, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be interested in, I don't know, it's, it's almost like a substance uh, over style kind of thing mm-hmm. because – you can't really argue with the the style of a 458. No. It's it's an amazing looking vehicle and it's got as you said a lot of flash, but 
I don't necessarily want a lot of flash, you know what I mean? Well, that's kind of me too. I mean, I'm not necessarily like a big show off or anything like that. I don't, I don't really like people staring at me when I'm driving. <laughs> if I've got something unusual, and I've had a few unusual cars, and it was, it's kind of fun for a little while, maybe, but then yeah. it gets a little bit tiring. You want to kind of, uh, there, there are times when you want to blend in, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, and that would help you do that. You definitely would blend in in that car. I mean, in a way. I mean, I think people are going to hear you coming. It yeah, sounds, until you hit the gas. Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty mean as well. So I don't know. It's a again, this is just a gut feeling thing, but I, I definitely would stick with the with the Hellcat. What's next? What, you got another question? Let's go into the uncharted territory. Okay, all right. So uncharted here. Um, all right, how about this one? Yeah. Um, two thousand five Dodge Viper SRT ten okay. or. A Ford GT from the 2005-2006 model year. So not the brand new one that right, we just right, saw. Right, right, yeah. Because the, the brand new one is like, you know, the, the well, a supercar. I mean, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about, they both are really. Mm-hmm. But um, we're talking about the original Ford GT from 2005-2006, and I don't mean the one from the 1960s. Um, <laughs> or the Viper SRT10, which uh, and these are kind of compar- uh, pretty comparable. I mean, the, the Dodge Viper has the V10 thing going for it, 500 horsepower. At that time, it had 500, um, and the GT has a, a V8 supercharged engine, mm-hmm. about 550 horsepower. And top speeds are close to 200 for each of them, a little bit yeah. over for the GT, a little bit under for the Viper. Um, it just becomes a matter of what body style you like. I like the Viper. I've loved the Viper uh, since since I first saw them come out with this, so yeah. uh, that is my vote. I know it's not as powerful. I yeah. get it. But... As they are, as you say, comparable, right? Mm-hmm. And if I know that I can't get in a race with a GT because of that, next time I'm at a stoplight in my Viper, yeah, I'll deal with it. Yeah. I'll find a way. What <laughs> you about you? You can still handle. It. I'm going to go with uh, the Ford GT on this one, and I, I just have always loved the look of it. I like the classic yeah. GT from the '60s and '70s, and I like the. Uh, I do like the remodel, the one from you know 2005 and six. I even I really like the new one, the 20. Was it going to be 2016, something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that I would go with the Ford GT on this one because mid-engine, come on. I mean, how cool is that? It's, they sound amazing. Of course, I'd have to get the Gulf livery on it. You know? <laughs> um, why would you not? You know, that's a car that's, that's intended for, so why would you not do that? Right. Uh, that, that classic look. So um, I think, well, we disagree on that one, so that's good. I'll see you at the stoplight. <laughs> you want me to give you one more? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, here's Here's a different uh, different take on this whole thing, and this is where we'll kind of mix it up a little bit more. Okay. All right, so would you like the use of a brand-new Lamborghini, any model of their whole lineup, any model at all? Okay. Totally free for one year only, just 365 days. That's it. All right. Start to finish. Sure. But you don't pay for anything, no fuel, no any other concerns, anything like that. So it's totally free. All right. Or have the chance to be a co-pilot in the Bloodhound SSC record run, which is happening in uh, – where is it, South Africa, I think, in another mm-hmm. year or so, maybe yeah, two years yeah. from now. Now, this is the one that's going to achieve 1,000 miles per hour. So we're talking about like a one-day event. You're going to be a co-pilot just for that one day, but you're going to be on board when when they make that record run. So that's one one day versus having use of a Lamborghini for the full year. Which would you do? If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. 
It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, the flats all the way, man. Yeah, you're going to do be the part of the Be part of history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, it'd be different if that was instead of one year the rest of my life. Yeah. But I see why you've made it a tough decision. You got to be part of the world record. I, I kind of feel the same way too, but man, that's dangerous. I mean, that's a really dangerous thing to do. And you, I mean, how, how full of adrenaline are you going to be on that day though? I mean, that's going to be the greatest day of your life. Probably if you're, if you're part of that record. Yeah. I imagine you'll have to, they'll require you to wear some sort of spacesuit like thing for, uh, if you have an accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, let's be honest. You're crashing a car <laughs> at 1,000 miles per hour in the desert. Uh, there's not a whole lot of likelihood that you're going to survive that, really. That's I mean, true. Honestly. Or something goes wrong because it's jet-powered. I mean, uh, oh, you know what? We could do a whole podcast on the Bloodhound SSC, and I think we should. We should. We yeah. really should because they've got this run coming up. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll just quickly, quickly go through a couple of these. Four and a half football pitches in one second is how mm-hmm. far this thing travels, how fast it travels. It gets up to that 1,000 miles per hour in 55 seconds. That's how quickly it accelerates. So you've seen uh, the way people look on uh, one of those gravity testing machines, yeah. right? Uh, your face does that. This is Okay, you know when they say faster than a speeding bullet? Yeah. This car is literally faster than a, a bullet fired from a three fifty seven Magnum when it's at speed. Wow. This is faster than a speeding bullet. So would you would you take that one day event over the use of a new Lamborghini for a full year, totally free, even though it's you know a much longer lasting event? Absolutely. Okay, so you're doing you're going absolutely no regrets. Okay. Here's why. Uh Scott, you know me pretty well. My life is much more at risk 
driving a Lamborghini for a year <laughs> than it is co-piloting. Yeah, being uh, being at the uh, yeah. you know behind the controls with somebody who uh, who knows what they're doing, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, you're not driving; you're just being you're the co-pilot. You would have some responsibilities, but uh, that would be a rush. I think I I honestly think I would go with the Bloodhound SSC ride as well. The the history thing. You you can't be it. You can't deny that. I mean, that's that it would be incredible. Yeah, that's the that's the main draw. You yeah. know. Oh, for sure. And, uh, and how, who else can say they've traveled a thousand miles per hour in a car? Come on. The other guy. That's it. You <laughs> and you and him. It's just the other guy. Make a club. Make a club of two. <laughs> uh, all right. So how about I've got I've got one for you. Uh, some of these are kind of giveaways, and some of them are like tougher answers. All right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Scott Benjamin. Would you rather, if you had to choose one car to own, you can't own any other car. Mm-hmm. This is your daily driver. Okay. You have to choose between an Edsel and a DeLorean. Oh, uh, oh boy, that's tough. I mean, I I actually like the looks of the Edsel. I know I know I'm in a minority. <laughs> you here. are, sir. You are. I really am. I know it. But um, remember on our Facebook page, I posted that green. There's a picture of a green Edsel on our Facebook page. Yeah. That I happened to cross one morning at a gas station. That was a gorgeous car. It sounded awesome. I know that probably it was well maintained. It, it was, and it ran really well. And I know that was the main problem with them. Mm-hmm. But I know that I know the DeLorean looks so cool. It's just it's not necessarily the most powerful car or anything like that. It doesn't no, really it's extend. underpowered. It, it's heavy. It doesn't perform the way it looks. Really, exactly. Its looks are deceiving. It's but the it, opposite of a sleeper car. But it's so iconic. It's, it's such, like such a cool car. It's like one of those college students that has uh, the fake glasses in lecture hall so it looks awake. With uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were going to say with no lenses. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with the DeLorean. You're going to go with the DeLorean? Yeah, I'm going to. Even though it's uh, even though it's it's underpowered or whatever, I mean, I'm still – I think I'm still going to go with that. I mean, there are some great uh, – there are some great customized DeLoreans out there too that, that can make up for that. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I just like the looks of the standard stock DeLorean. I think it's just such a cool car. I was so – um, enamored by this thing when it when it came out mm-hmm. that uh, I was excited about it from the beginning and I, I think I'm still excited about it. Here's it. Here's well, what are you gonna do? Oh, oh man, you know me, DeLorean. I have to. Yeah. I'm like my generationally, I'm required to say DeLorean yeah. in response to that. Gullwing doors if they work. Because <laughs> they they did they did trap some people in the car, you know. Yeah, could, yeah, I know. Can you imagine? I, I can't remember if we talked about that when we were doing the DeLorean podcast, but can you imagine? You're a new DeLorean and you're taking a girl out on a date or something and you have to do that thing where you're like, oh, she says, oh my God, I love DeLoreans. You say, yeah, here, hop in, but you have to go through the driver's side because yeah, the passenger yeah. side doesn't work. Isn't there an enormous uh, um, hump in the middle yes, too that you have yeah, to climb over yeah. for the transmission and all that? Uh-huh. I mean, oh my gosh. Oh, oh uh, here's oh, one. Okay. All right. Um, now, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Uh, would you rather if you if you could n- never have to do one of these or pay for it again would you rather have to never change your oil any car you own ever mm. pay for it even take it in none of that or never have to buy new tires oh that's an interesting question it is interesting huh. i well you know what tires are so darn expensive now and mm. uh, and i seem to go through them Quickly. <laughs> Not- <laughs> I, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll leave that comment alone. But, sure, sure. Um, I think uh, I, I think I'm going to go with the tires on this one because I, I don't mind changing the oil. 
Uh, I know it's getting expensive. It's, it seems like it's getting more and more expensive for just even the materials. Yeah. But uh, but tires are just outrageously expensive now. So I'm going to go with the tires on this one. Yeah, you know, originally I was thinking about going with oil, but then I thought about the tires. And then I, I thought, actually, I also enjoy uh, getting under the car. I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks, you know, and it's something that uh, my dad and I would do growing up. It was, it was like the first real car job I could do as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's great. It's, it doesn't take long. No. Tires though can be a hassle. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. and, and mainly a financial hassle. And you can't really do those at home yourself. I know there's, uh, there's examples of people that, that have bought, you know, the, uh, the tools to do it and can right. do it at home. I get that, but, uh, you really, it's not really a do it yourself. You know that you can do it in your in your driveway. Uh, you have to usually take it in to have the tires mm-hmm. done anyway. So it seems like the tires are the, the logical choice on that one. Well, we'll see what other people say. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it would be nice to just neglect the oil all the time, just to forget it. You know, wouldn't it? It be it, that would be good. There's a there's an appeal to that. There's this uh, you know there's this conspiracy theory about these guys who cooked up a way to never have to change your oil, mm-hmm. just so everybody listening knows. As far as I could tell. It's not true. Oh, definitely not. It's yeah. it's not real. Yeah, the filter alone would be the. Uh, uh, anyways, it's, yeah. It's anyway, a, anyway, it's an open system. Right. Let's just leave it at that. Sure. All right. So I've got another one that kind of goes back to the DeLorean thing, Ben. Oh, cool. All right. So uh, just gut reaction. All right. The original Batmobile, or the Back to the Future DeLorean. I mean, the ones from the television show, the sixties TV show, sixties yeah, TV show, and the movie Back to the Future. That DeLorean, you know, DeLorean, DeLorean, huh? I know, man. I know. I know why you love that original Batmobile. Could you? Could you tell our audience? I am. Uh, I'm going with the Batmobile, as you would guess. We <laughs> disagree in this one, but it was a it was a concept car that the, that George Barris bought for what a dollar or something like mm-hmm. that, and then turned into the Batmobile. And it's got so many uh, so many cool gadgets on it, so many exciting yeah. gadgets. Some of which actually quote unquote work. Yeah, sort of work. I mean, you know. It, well, like you like, hit the button and the thing opens. Something you know what happens. I mean? Yeah. yeah, you hit the button, something happens. And and this kind of plays into the, the next one is, uh, and I'll just do this one quickly because uh, it ties in, uh, the original Batmobile again or Black Beauty from the, you know, the Green Hornet, Green Hornet's car. Oh. And I'm talking the original Green Hornet's car. Yeah. Not the one from the, the movie remake. Right. Man, that's tough. I uh, know. They're, they're pretty close. I I hate to make... The Batmobile seemed like the eternal bridesmaid here, but uh, I totally am going for the Black Beauty. Go with Black Beauty. Okay, I go again. I go with the Batmobile, the original. But uh, but I'm I'm such a fan of that car. That's why. Yeah, I just I you know the thing is probably just because of the um, the nostalgia I have for other iterations of the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Especially the newest one with Chris, the Nolan Batmobile. Sure, yeah. Uh, that I, I'm a little bit prejudiced, okay. but uh, but that's fine, man. More uh, more Batmobiles. We can meet up in uh, at the stoplight of Black Beauty. You'll have uh, the Batmobile, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. The next quarter mile decides everything. It's true, right? Yeah, it's not really, <laughs> not, not really a, a good car for drivers. I will say though that Batmo, that Batman himself is a uh, far superior superhero oh, to, to Green, Green Hornet. Hornet. Yeah, hmm. I think I agree. Yeah, who seriously wears a suit to go fight crime? What about sidekicks though? 
Cato and uh, Cato all the way. <laughs> and, Cato all and, and Robin. Boo. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I would say, I would say Cato and Batman. Well, that's a different show. All right. Yeah. But that, that would be a dream team right there. So, uh, Scott, uh, I'm, I'm just going to run through some because I don't want to take too long. I, right. I think some of these might just make you guys laugh more. Um, if you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Would you rather pay uh, $4 a gallon for gas for the rest of your life or only be able to drive a Honda Odyssey for the rest of your life? It's a strange question, Ben. Any vehicle you're in is a Honda Odyssey. Not to get too morbid, but if you pass away, they're taking you there in a Honda Odyssey. Oh, man. I, you know what? I'm going to go with the $4 a gallon because I can sort of handle that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, but to know that you're never, ever going to graduate from the Honda Odyssey into anything else. Because, yeah. I mean, if you have to have it, you know, for a you know, for whatever reason, I mean, some people find them attractive because they have a lot of, you know, good features. I know, I'm picking up. But, but if you are only, if you're going to be restricted to just that vehicle for the rest of your life, 
I'm going to go with the four dollars a gallon gas. I, you know, and also this is, and I know your answer. This, uh, yeah, right. Uh, I would say eight dollars a gallon, but uh, the uh, I, I'm I'm surprised that you answered that one uh, seriously because that's such a that's a, such an obvious throwaway. <laughs> but it, but I, I was thinking about it, right? Yeah, you I mean, were. Yeah, I, totally. Would you? Okay, how about this? Would you rather own one 1955 Cadillac Series sixty two or Three modern Cadillacs of your choice. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, what was your Cadillac again? 50? Uh, 55. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, the three modern Cadillacs then because um, I, like, I, I, I really like the old Cadillacs, but beginning in 1959. Ah, yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the division line for me. That's the changeover for me, the body style. And I, uh, I'm not crazy about the ones pre-1959. So... Um, not a tough decision. I think I, I'll go with the three modern. Know, How about you? Uh, I'm gonna, I would stick with the, I would stick with the 55, uh, just cause I, I like the series 62. I know what you're saying about the switch in style, mm-hmm. but I actually prefer the older style. Okay. Uh, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're wrong on that one, but that's fine. We can <laughs> move right. on. Yeah. He is keeping score, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> this is one I thought you would love, man. If you were, if you could, in this hypothetical, if you could only race in one, NASCAR or F1? Oh, F1. Wow, no hesitation. No, no hesitation. You've I'm thought not, about this. I am, I'm, uh, I'm not known to, uh, to like NASCAR all that much uh, <laughs> in, in my circle of friends. Right. Um, I, I watch it and it's interesting and I've even been to a couple of NASCAR events. Um, and it's exciting when you're there. I really do like it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've been in a NASCAR truck on a track even, like a, a wow, speed. Oh, cool. As part of a testing thing, but, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a load of fun. I can still remember, um, exactly everything that happened that day. But, um, if I had a choice to race in either series, it would definitely be F1. I, I'm just an open wheel fan, you know, from the very beginning. And I, and I, I don't think that it changes really. It's not going to change. No, I don't think so. How about you? You know, I'm going to go NASCAR, man. Really? I just, I grew up around it. Sure. And, uh, I. Robin's racing. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, I remember as a kid going down and checking out some races and I always wanted to do that. Now, maybe nostalgia is coloring that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sure. And that's, that's the thing. Like I grew up in Indianapolis or, or at a critical time I was in Indianapolis and around the racetrack. And so yeah. I have a, I have a, uh, um, an affection for open wheel race cars, and, yeah. and that's where that spawns from. I mean, that's exactly what happens. So it's the same thing with you and I. We just it's just uh, at that critical point in your life when you were deciding what's kind of cool <laughs> and what's not cool. Right. As far as racing goes, you know, you were around NASCAR. I was around IndyCar. So what? Uh, do you have a question? Yeah, sure. I've got a, I've got a couple more, okay. and uh, maybe one we can just kind of wrap up on at the end. Yeah, but, sure. Um, okay, here's a quick one. Um, would you rather own the General Lee? Mm. The Dukes of Hazard, the original, the original General okay. Lee, and or would you rather own the uh, the Mustang from the movie Bullet? Now, the General Lee is a 1969 uh-huh. Dodge Challenger, uh-huh. and the Bullet Mustang is a 1968 GT Fastback. Yeah, and they're pretty comparable. I mean, as far as performance goes, um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think you'd have the General Lee or the the Bullet Mustang? General Lee, really? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I I I like that as well, but. Um, I'm going to go with the Bullet no Mustang way. on this one. Yeah, I know. It's a surprise, I think. but It is a surprise. I, I like it. I, I'm i not crazy about the idea of driving around in an orange car. 
Uh, that's this maybe one. I do love the body style, mm-hmm. but you know with the o, the O one on the doors and the Confederate flag on the roof and all that. Maybe it's a little much for me, a little flashy. Ah, I but, see. But I do. I like the sound of it. I like the look of it. Other than other than that, I mean, I wish it was uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, red or black or green or something like that instead. Mm-hmm. It's just a little too much for me. And it's a cool car too. I mean, I grew up watching the Dukes. And yeah, I just loved everything about it in the series. But if it came down to a car that I had to drive around town, I would much rather drive the the uh, the bullet Mustang around town. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I mean, I guess I could see that. I, I feel like the, all right. So the Mustang is, I'm going to say a better performing car, I think, but the, uh, the generally, because it's the original, mm-hmm. there's just, uh, there's so much story there that I, I, I would like to have it, but now you've got, now you've got me, uh, uh, suffering some seeds of doubt, Scott. Well, you know, you know we're talking about a, there is no original General Lee, I guess, because right. so many of them are destroyed and all yeah. that. And there's so many variants of it because, you know, they could have either the 318, the 383, the 440. And I think there was there was one car, Ben, that they built that had the 511 Hemi engine in it. Really? One car. It was like a, they called it Bo, uh, Bo Duke's uh, General Lee, I think, is how they described it. I think it. we talked about this. But, yeah, it's just one yeah. of those. And But the uh, the stunt drivers, I'll tell you, preferred when the cars were equipped with the 440 because it was better at jumping than the oh, other cars. Oh, that makes were. sense. That makes stunt a drivers, sense. Stunt drivers pr- much preferred the 440 cars versus the, the 318s and the 383s. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I'll still stick with the uh, the Bullet Mustang choice on that one. Okay, so I have one last... I have a bunch of others that we'll, we probably won't get to. Okay. But uh, I think we're asking the listeners a lot of questions as well, mm-hmm. and hopefully you guys are enjoying this. Um I have one question that I thought I thought you might enjoy. Scott, would you like the power to drive any car of your choice anytime you want, but you will get pulled over at least once each trip, no matter where you go? As soon as you hop in that car, you know, you like wish for a canyon arrow and boom, you're in a canyon arrow <laughs> and you get pulled over. Yeah, sure. Um, or drive a Tatra forever. Oh, boy. Oh my gosh! Now we're we talking. Okay, when you get pulled and, over, and never get pulled over. And I don't know how much you know, like background thought you put into this, but let's say when you get pulled over, are you getting like points on your license and all that because that can only last so long. No, no, no. Uh, Just harassed. It, it will change each time. Okay. The reason for you being, it will always be something. A uh, safety violation or something like sure. that. Or, Headlight you know, out. Just thought I'd check your insurance. Yeah, check your insurance. Yeah. Uh, do you think you came to a full stop back yeah. there? I noticed you were swerving. Are you maybe eating a sandwich or something? Right. What's going on? Yeah. Distracted driving. Yeah. Whatever. Are you on your phone? Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So I get it. I understand. But it's uh, that's going to be a huge time consideration, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, It'll so, always be a hassle. So you're headed out to the movies and maybe you're cutting it a little close. This is going to make you late for everything. You're 20 to 45 minutes late for everything. What's the other car? The Tatra? Mm-hmm. Nano? Is that it? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Ben. Well, you're going to be late driving a Tatra anyways. hey uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I did put um, some thought into this one. I guess you have to go with the the, uh, the Nano on this one, right? Uh, you have to because, I mean, otherwise you can't you can't meet your obligations. You can't get to work on time. You can't get to, uh, you know, to pick up a date on time. You, you could just leave 30 minutes early, man. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> and it's any car you want. But – Okay, but you know the feeling. Have you ever? Maybe you don't know the feeling, but What's I, it? I certainly do. Um, 
maybe not recently, but uh, you're driving and let's say you get a ticket for something, right? Sure. And then you get pulled over again the same week by the police for something, oh, you know, wow. whatever it is. And you're like, not again, right? I mean, the second time is mm-hmm. like, you, you just roll your eyes and you're like, not again. I can't believe it's happening again. This would be every single day that that happens. Can you imagine how how beat down you would feel after even a week of that? So really, this is a question about which is worse. I guess Owning so. a Tatra or always being pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I you know what, I'm still going to stick with uh, owning a, a Tatra Nano. Yeah? Am I saying that right, Tatra? Yeah, t- yeah. Nano. Yeah. Um, we don't even have them here in the States, but uh, yeah, if they're going to import them, I guess I would drive that. How about you? I'm having a crisis of, of uh, decision right now, man. Yeah, because I bring up a lot of good points. You made a lot this. of good points, See? Scott. I was I was just planning to leave 30 minutes early for everything. <laughs> uh, all right. No. Okay. Nano. It, but I don't think that's a good question. It would just wear on you. That's all I'm saying. It, it would, would wear you down. It, it would wear you down. It really would. <laughs> all right. All right. What do you have? Okay. Um, let's see. Maybe my last would you rather question for now. How about that? And we'll, we can revisit this idea later with yeah. maybe some listener ideas. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. All right. So here's one that I was thinking of just this morning. And these are, these are price comparable, um, you know, MSRP. So the, the manufacturer suggested retail price is very similar on these two cars. And that's why I'm deciding between the two. Would you rather own a 2015 Tesla Model S P85D, which is their performance version? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the the high end Tesla Model D or Model Model S rather, um, which retails for about one hundred and five thousand. Or would you rather own a two thousand fifteen Nissan GTR premium version, which retails for about one hundred and one thousand? So they're very close in cost and very close uh, performance. Not not exactly you know lined up performance wise, but you're talking about the the difference here really is the electric drivetrain. Versus the gasoline-powered vehicle. Yeah. And all the benefits and pros and cons that go along with this and, and um, you know, all the trappings of having to, to deal with an electric vehicle versus just being able to pull over and fill it up at a gas station. All right. And really the performance, just so I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The range on the on the Model S D, you know, the, uh, the P85D version that we're talking about is 253 miles, so that's not bad. Not bad. Not, I mean, you can go a lot farther than the GTR. Uh, but but it has an equivalent to 691 horsepower, all-wheel drive, 3.2 seconds, 0 to 60. Top speed is like 155, so that's pretty good. Good mm-hmm. stats for an electric car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the GTR is 545 horsepower, all-wheel drive as well, 3 seconds, 0 to 60, so that's really close. It's actually a little bit faster. And the top speed is somewhere around like 190, so it's a lot faster, but you're really going to get to there anyways, not likely, unless you're on a track. Right. But the thing is here again. It's I think it's a convenience issue, you know, between um, you know making a long trip in a, in a Tesla Model S and everything that that involves, or making a long trip in in a, uh, in a car that you can just stop anywhere and get fuel. All right, I'm going with the GTR personally, mm-hmm. okay. and that might be a little old school for some people, especially fans of you know hybrid and electric. But I'm not doing it for the same reason uh, as much as uh, – maybe it is. Maybe, tell me what you think about this, Scott. Here's my motivation. I would rather have a car that I can fix on my own, even in theory, uh, versus uh, an electric vehicle where so many of the 
so many of the uh, things that could break have to be taken to a dealer. Okay, I think this is a completely in theory because I don't, I'm not sure that you can do a whole lot on the uh, GTR. Now, I know it's almost <laughs> possible, but but as we know, you know, electronic modules are king now under the hood, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. So Increasingly. In, in, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a limit. You can still change the spark plugs. You can still do, you know, you can still mm, modify the, the intake if you want. Stuff, you can yeah. change your own oil. Yeah, but you but with, a, with the Model S, you really can't. You're right. So, yeah, that's just what... Uh, oh, you're not going to have to in the Model S, but I don't I mean the ones I specifically just pointed out. Right, right, right. Before anybody gets that idea. I just mean something's going wrong with it. It goes into limp-in mode. Mm-hmm. You're going back to the Tesla dealership. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, so, to me, although you do make a great point about the increasing lack of driver-fixable stuff on any car, even um, a typical internal combustion... I still gotta say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it for now. You're sticking with GTR. Yeah. What about you? I am also going with the G- GTR and that's strictly because I drive much farther than 253 miles <laughs> at a time <laughs> on, on several trips. I mean, I, I, I really try to think about this in a logical way. Like, am I going to, am I ever going to need to go beyond that distance and how difficult is it going to be for me to, mm-hmm. to reach that distance? And, and I think that the GTR is the one that, uh, that appeals to me most because it's really, it's really no different than what I'm doing now. I mean, you just know that you're running low on fuel. You pull over the next uh, next pull off, and you're you're fine. You know you're going to be right. able to find the type of fuel that you need in order to get that car back on the road. With a with a Model S, you know, sure you can plug in anywhere. I understand that, but if you want to find like a quick charging station or a battery swap location, that they're talking about now, that's going to be a lot more difficult. You're going to have to carefully map out your route at this point. It's right. Not, it's not yeah. the point where, you know, these are so widespread. They're promising a lot, but I haven't seen them in our area even, and we're in a big metro, uh, metro area. Yeah, that's the point. What we're going to see is that this stuff will, according to the plan, uh, become more visible over the years. Yes, and I and I truly believe that that's going to happen. I, I see it happening. I, I understand that, you know, he's probably going to make good on his promises. Right, yeah, he, is, he has been, I mean... Elon Musk appeared on The Simpsons, man. They don't let just anybody on there. Yeah, I mean, what could, what could possibly happen? <laughs> what could possibly be wrong yeah, with yeah, that guy? Yeah. Anyway, uh, this does make sense. And I would be interested to see what our listeners uh, think about not just this, but all of these questions. You know, is it is it too uh, curmudgeonly of me to say, well, I don't like cars. I can't fix myself because that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, or is it? Uh, is it more a case of uh, early adoption having the same pros and cons that early adopters always encounter? Sure. Well, listeners, we want to hear your would-you-rather questions, and we'd like to read them on the air so that everybody else can respond. Yeah, I would love to hear what listeners have to say because I'm sure they've got a completely different idea of how to play this game because we, we kind of set it up under our own um, our own interests, of course. Absolutely. So we've talked about some of the other podcasts that we recorded earlier in the show's history when we were talking about some of these things. If you'd like to hear more about those, go to our website, carstuffshow.com, where you can check out literally every podcast we've ever done. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's above 650 now. At this yeah, point. iTunes won't let you do that. No, they limit you to, what, two or 300, I think? Yeah, I think so. That's about half of our entire um, collection. Mm-hmm. It's available there. But if you go to our website, carstuffshow.com, mm-hmm. they're all there. 
And uh, the ones that you really enjoy will typically be a suggestion from a listener somewhere out there in the world. And you could be the next listener to give us an amazing suggestion. Uh, we hope so. We'd love to hear from you. So write to us with your questions and your suggestions for upcoming topics at our address. We are carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.